friends, this is Kathleen Maxwell Ramby with The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. I'm so glad that you've joined me for today's podcast. For more news, information about my soon-to-be-released book, published newspaper articles, or to contact me, visit my website at www.kathleenmaxwellrandy.com. We now have listeners from 26 countries that enjoy this podcast, and I'm so grateful. I don't charge for the podcast and appreciate those that give to make it possible for you to listen to. Special gifts this month came from Mary Coplesh, Michelle Smith, Carrie Thompson, and our monthly donors are Mary Mitchellstein, Kyle Melissa Johnson, Deanna Carraway, Laura Jane Elder, and Tammy Brown. If you want to give, simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of your podcast. And don't forget to hit the follow button and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. And always remember, don't just listen, partner with God and practice what we talk about. See you later. Well, hello, friends. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to join me for the gathering bringing God into everyday life. This is Kathleen Maxwell Ramby, and um, I do want to just apologize for not being able to record a podcast last week. I think it's the first time I've had to miss a week, Um, but we had a death in the family, and my father-in-law passed away, and I had been overseeing his care and um, had had to be up at the assisted living Um, helping coordinate things with hospice during his illness and death and so I couldn't get to it but um, I did pray for all my listeners and know that you're thought about and you're prayed for Um, I value who you are in the kingdom I know that part of why God has me doing this is to strengthen other believers to do the things that God's called you to do and I always want to be that. And so I want to share with you something that the Lord gave me, a scripture that the Lord highlighted in my life about, um, oh goodness, a month ago. And it was a scripture I'd heard before numerous times and through preaching or had studied it, but it was highlighted. I wrote it down one day when I was reading and I thought, oh, okay, Lord, that's good. But I knew God was speaking something to me. And little did I know all the opportunities I was going to have to practice this scripture and still practicing. And I think that there is so much to unpack in this scripture and so much even that there is to learn about it and what it means to actually live and walk in this passage. And um, it's a passage that I think is something that can help all of us that love the Lord to keep our bearing. Uh, to be an anchor for us during difficult times, stressful times at work, at home, family, wherever we are in life, and whatever we are dealing with. And uh, it was interesting because my father-in-law was a rancher. He was a seed farmer and a rancher. And my husband tells stories of how as a little boy and teenager, one of the things he had to do was every morning before he went to school go out on the ranch and turn the sheep right side up what would happen is the sheep could fall in these ditches or um in in certain areas and what would happen is when the sheep would fall they would be on their back and they couldn't get back up 
And so one of his jobs was to pick them up, get them back on their feet so that they could go on grazing and, um, and keep growing. And as I have thought of that in the picture, I thought, Lord, this scripture right here that I'm going to talk about today is one that you give for, it's, it's one that you give us because we're your sheep we're your sheep and sometimes we fall down sometimes we fall in a ditch we fall over um we kind of lose our way but god being the good shepherd comes picks us up through the word of god sets us back on our feet and so this is one of those scriptures i think that can turn us right side up and get us where we need to be and it is actually one of the most, and I didn't know this till I began studying this, but it's the most repeated scripture. And it's said in just a little bit different ways, but it's the most repeated scripture in the Old Testament. So where I was reading the other day was Psalm 145 and verse 8. And here it is in the NIV version. It says, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love i love this passage and i love and i want to highlight the word today gracious because that is something i think of in our society um, as we have just evolved i guess for lack of a better word i think we've lost we've lost our graciousness i think through the pandemic through COVID-19, through a lot of the things that have happened, I've seen a lot of Christians on social media, just in casual acquaintances, as I bumped into people, we've lost our graciousness. And I think we've lost our ability in some ways to be compassionate and slow to anger and rich in love. And so let's talk about what that can look like in our everyday lives and so I want to read it now to you from the Psalm 145 verse 8 in the Passion Translation this paints a little more vivid picture it's like on your phone you can have the original um, and then you can have the enhancing you can have the vivid and that brings everything you know in color just in a richer way and I think that's what this scripture does in Psalm 145 verse 8 in the Passion Translation it says, you're kind and tender-hearted to those who don't deserve it and very patient with people who fail you. Your love is like a flooding river overflowing its banks with kindness. Oh my goodness, when I read that the first time, I reread it and every time I read it, it's like it is so, so rich. You're kind and tender-hearted. To those that don't deserve it you know it's easy to be kind to people that deserve it it's easy to be kind to people that are kind to you it's easy to be kind in those situations but my question to you is how kind are you when people don't deserve it when they're unkind to you and I've had a few situations recently where I have gotten an opportunity to practice my graciousness um, because there have been some tense things that have gone on, and I've really just felt the Lord, you know, check me, or it's been a good checkup for me. How kind and tender-hearted are you going to be to people when they don't deserve it? 
and how patient, Kathleen, are you going to be when people fail you? And, you know, people fail us. Our friends fail us at times. The church fails us. Um, maybe your boss promised you something and they didn't fulfill it. Maybe your mate didn't. Maybe they failed you in some capacity or another. Or they weren't there for you when you needed them or um, on, your, on your side. So who are we going to be when situations like that happen? And then I love, it says, your love is like a flooding river overflowing its banks with kindness. Um, here in Texas, we see flooding in the areas that we live in. And it's interesting to just see how the, the, the floodwaters can rise so quickly. I know we had a flood in Kerrville, Texas, not it was months ago, but just seeing the water come out of the banks of our city park and go hundreds of yards up to the playground equipment. I mean, that river really flooded. Um, and that's what the God, that's a picture God gives us of how we should be in overflowing with kindness towards people. Okay, in the message version, Psalm 145, verse 8, it says, God is all mercy and grace. Not quick to anger is rich in love. So here it said in a, just a little bit different way, but we can see that these are not just characteristics and God is not just saying, hey, folks, I want you to go do these. I want you to be gracious, compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. What the Lord says in this scripture is the Lord is. It's part of his character. It's part of who he is. He's like this every day of the week. He's like this every hour of the day. He's like this every month of the year. And he's like this from generation to generation. And what God was showing me was, he said, this is who I am. This is who I am all the time to you, Kathleen. And you're made in my image. And so this is how you get to be, if you choose, in every situation you face. And so it has really challenged me as I've stepped back and examined my life. And sometimes I've done well, and some because I remember, I pause and I remember, and sometimes I haven't. Um, you know, I've had to apologize. And especially when we get in difficult situations, and the pressure's on, and we're tired, um, and emotions are high, it's easy to forget who we are and who we're really called to be. And folks, what I want you to walk away with is this is who God is. Gracious, compassionate, slow to anger. He's not quick-tempered, and he's rich in love. And what I want you to walk away with is because he's inside of your heart, if you have asked Jesus to come into your heart, these qualities are in you and me too. And we get to practice. And so I want to encourage you to practice this week, this passage. Okay, so now in Psalm 103 verse 8, let's see what that says. It says, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. And it's said just a little bit different, but it's repeated. And when God repeats something, 
Folks, he's wanting us to grasp it. He's wanting us to sink our teeth into it. He's wanting us to take note. Take note because this is important. And I think, man, this sums up. If we didn't practice anything all month but this scripture, we would do ourselves a favor. And I know it's something I'm trying to practice in every situation, in every day of my life. And I'm telling you, there's some days it's hard. It's not always a cakewalk, <laughs> but God is right there. And when we fail, we can repent. We can ask God to forgive us. We can ask others to forgive us. We can get back up and get back in the race. We need to be a people that's quick to forgive, forgive ourselves, forgive others. And not a people that's quick to be angry. We need to be slow to that. We need to pause. I heard a friend say the other day, and I wrote it down, um, was having a, um, a conference call with some ladies. And one of the things one of them said that I thought was so good is she said, well, my prayer is Jesus, give me the pause in the present so I can respond and not react. And it was really neat in this, um, conference call that I had that was set up by somebody else with three women and we all lived in different states and it was interesting how God was saying the same things to them and then when I shared I was last to share when I shared this passage Psalm 145 verse 8 I said this summarizes what God is speaking to all of us and so that was really cool that God isn't just speaking this to me but he was speaking the same things. They just hadn't found the scripture, but they were sharing life circumstances and things they were going through. But this was it in a nutshell. So I really think there's something that God is wanting us as the body of Christ to grasp here. You know, in the Hebrew, I looked up the word gracious. What did it mean? And it means in the Hebrew, in these passages, to bend or stoop in kindness to an inferior to favor, to bestow, to be merciful, or show mercy. I love how it said to bend or stoop in kindness. Wow, that's powerful. And that'll preach when you really think of and get a picture of what God has for us in that. You know, I asked Siri what the definition of gracious was. And Siri says, it's courteous, kind, and pleasant especially towards someone of lower social status. And folks, we're all, I am certainly not of a high social status or wealthy by any stretch of the imagination. We all have people that are one step above, many steps above us and maybe one or two steps below us in maybe their occupation and their job, um, wherever we go and whatever we do. Um, it could be, it could be the waitress. It could be the store clerk. Um, for those people, it could. I'm sure they have others in their lives that that are. We all have people in our life that are maybe by social status below us, but God doesn't see any difference in that. That means nothing to him. Those are man-made things, and it shouldn't mean anything to us either. It shouldn't. Um, Exodus 34, verse 6 says, The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, 
Now, this is what God said, the Lord, and this was in Exodus with Moses and, and um, the burning bush and out in, that, out in that area. When the Lord met Moses, he said, the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. And that's again how God described who he is. That's who he is, and that's who he is always towards us. And then in Joel 2, verse 13, it says, Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. Oh, my goodness. Folks, God is really wanting, I think, to sharpen us in being gracious and sharpen us in being compassionate and sharpen us in being much slower to anger than we have been before. I think we've gotten away from that, especially with the pandemic. I've seen a lot of that. A lot of Christians that I hadn't seen angry um, about some of that, politics, all of these things, have brought out an anger that I think the Lord's saying, that's, that's not me. That's not how I act. That's not how I bring people to me. I bring them by giving, being com gracious. I bring them to me by being compassionate. And I bring people to me by loving. And so that's the challenge for you and for me. Today, tomorrow, and in the weeks ahead is as the body of Christ, we practice our graciousness, our compassion, our being slow to anger, and we practice our love. The Bible says love never fails. And when we show up in love, it's not gonna, it's not gonna fail us. People will fail us and they may not receive our love or our graciousness and kindness, but we're, but we're on the right track and we're standing upright not on our backs. But if we find ourselves in that place, the shepherd, the good shepherd, picks us up and turns us back over, just like that illustration I was talking about with the sheep. So thank you so much for joining me. I do want to just encourage you. Um, I think it's quite ironic, but again, God knows everything. My book was just released um, two weeks ago thriving through seasons of grief. And I think it is just kind of interesting that in the midst of when the book was released, I am going through another grief in my life by losing my sweet father-in-law. And so, um, but check out the book. It, it is available. You can go to my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. And where it says book, it will take you to where you can purchase it on Amazon. And then if you want an autographed copy, um, there's another link that you can click and I will autograph it and send it to you. So check those things out, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief. And I hope you'll join me again next week. Don't forget to pass. If you like these podcasts, like them, comment on them. It helps get the word out to other people. And don't forget you can always send them to your neighbor to a relative 
Um, you can click the three dots and a drop down bar will come and it says share and you can easily share it by text message or email or however. So let's close in prayer. Jesus, I just thank you for showing us truth. Lord, for showing us what is going to help us walk upright and for showing us what you, your word has to say. It's a lamp to us. It's a guide for us to be gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. Lord, you want us as your kids to succeed. You want us to do well. You want us to be strengthened. And thank you for your word, which does that. And so help us to be a people, Lord, that reflects who you are. And you've shown us in your word who you are. So let us be a reflection of that when others look at us. Lord, I just ask your forgiveness for where I haven't always practice this. I pray for any listeners that they would be quick to ask your forgiveness and that we would be an army, a mighty army of believers that lock arms and practice our grace, our compassion, our slow, being slow to anger and rich in your love. In Jesus' name, amen.